You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. our fantasy podcast my guy justin michael behind the screen behind the screen yeah behind the screen there you go my man kale sorbo tweeting out these guys right now we're here week three in the books well not quite because as we do every week we come to you right before monday night football should be an exciting one i think that Fantasy owners in this one will feel good. I I feel like the over is going to be popular and what have you. I've got three games on the line tonight in three separate leagues. Do you really? Yeah. And the hard part is I so I have a in one of them I have an eight I have an eight point lead right now, and I have Jalen Hurts, but they have both Greg Zerline and Ceedee Lamb. It's gonna be tight. Gonna be tight. I would not be want to go against CD right now. Yeah, I mean, especially with the way that they're targeting him in that offense. I think your saving grace could be the rushing component from Jalen Hurts. You know, if you can get 75 mm. to 80 yards out of him, maybe a rushing touchdown, might be able to offset the, the production. But you definitely don't want to see those deep shots down the field to, to Lamb because that's kind of where he feasts, and obviously those are the big point plays. I'm, I'm Thoughts and prayers, Kale. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, it's the Eagles' corners, so I would. If it was betting, I would say take a buyout on that one. Let's get into outstanding vibes down at the bar. Come, come join us. Monday Night Football about to to kick off. 
Week three's in the books. How are your how are your fantasy teams doing? Feel free to lie. You don't have to tell the <laughs> truth. I'm good. I'm, I should be two and one in both my leagues. And nice, nice, including nice. the the DNVR league. So I'm I'm feeling good. But I, this is going to be a really timely episode for me because I'm dealing with some pretty substantial injuries. I I got to figure out how to get better production at running back. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to diving into all this. We've got you covered. Luckily, on a lot of that, I keep doing well in my dynasties. Redrafts just not not getting it. The key in dynasties. Wait to draft those running backs, and now, now all my run. You know, like last year, my running backs were terrible, and they're like Chase Edmonds, and like I didn't have another one. This year in the rookie draft, I get Javante Williams. Chase Edmonds is fine, and William Stock is on the rise. I mean, I know he had the fumble, and that's God, disappointing, that that really. Ugly. And is you know coming off of statistically his worst yards per carry performance, but. Look, I think the writing is on the wall when it comes to how much Denver trusts Javante. Yeah. And yeah, like a goal line fumble, never ideal. No. But they, they want to get him those goal line touches because that's where he thrives. And right. I feel good with him because I think his role is only going to increase. Plus, it probably saved you like at least, you know, at least six fantasy points. So maybe now you can buy a little lower on him, you know. But running backs are the major concern, aren't they always? Uh, so let's get into guys who could potentially fill that running back spot for you on your roster as we get into a little buy or sell here based off some week three performances. Nice to see the chat filling up. What up, Zach? Coffeeville, Mississippi, I won't be answering your call. Don't know who you are. Not interested. <laughs> um... I'd like to contact you about your car's extended warranty. Yeah, that would be my guess. <laughs> that would be my guess. The one I want to start with, I mentioned Chase Edmonds. James Conner, however, confused me. That number six looks nice on him. Very slick. He gets two touchdowns against the lowly Jaguars. Not a ton of yards, not a ton of catches, but he does go 11 for 43 for two Tuds, are you buying James Conner? Also had 10 receiving yards, one reception on one target. Are you buying James Conner in the red zone to kind of be that RB2 who once in a while you got to roll the dice on and is going to get you one, if not multiple tuds? Running back two, I like his stock, but I'm just always hesitant with running backs like in, in teams with the, the Cardinals, the Ravens, that have those mobile quarterbacks because you're always going to lose, you know, if they do a little rollout and Kyler scampers in, you're going to be pulling your hair out as a James Conner fantasy owner. Right. The counter is you do need somebody to be able to hand it off to because otherwise Kyler's going to get killed down there. So, yeah, I mean, as a running back, too, I, I like his stock. I, I do think he has more potential catching the ball out of the backfield than we've seen so far. That was something he did well in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, good point. Good I, point. I like his stock moving forward. It's just a fun offense. I don't know if I buy in Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach and decision-making and all that, well, that's but the I other like thing. watching that team. Well, he he is such a stereotype of like, oh, I'm young and I'm a good play caller, but I am lacking all other elements of coaching, like kicking a 68-yarder right into a kick six. Insane. Insane. But... That's the thing, though. Cliff's been hard to figure out. He's been very old school with the run game. Last year, we complained at nauseum 
about uh, Kenyon Drake just not being utilized the right way in that offense. I think Chase Edmonds is the guy. If I had James Conner on any of my teams, I would be selling. We don't always disagree. We did on this one, and I like that. Kale, do you want to break that tie? I got to go with Justin on this one. Ooh. Yeah, sorry. Really? No. Not sorry about it. <laughs> I just think Chase Edmonds is the guy there. Um, and also, I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury as far as I can throw him. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh, no. You want to finish the thought? You can finish the thought. No, I like. I was just, I, in my head, I was picturing how far do you think you could throw Cliff Kingsbury? A couple yards, at least. He's yeah, skinny. He's a skinny guy. A couple yards, especially if I was up top at the bar. And that's why I'm a sickle. And my mind goes there right away. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, second year player. People who drafted him, not happy until this week where he finally gets 100 rushing yards, two receptions, merely nine yards, but does get a crucial touchdown. Looked better in a loss to the Chargers. And boy, what to make of this Chiefs offense. Toughy, real toughy. I did see that they're uh, they're bringing in Josh Gordon, so they are going to improve their depth at wide receiver too. That's bad news for the rest of the league. I mean, if there was anyone we didn't want a deep threat guy, now can he stay on the field? Can, yeah, that's a whole right. other question. Josh, out Josh Gordon his. hasn't been a real impact player for half a decade, and he played with Russell Wilson. I don't know why we're making a big deal out of this. It's not like he hasn't had elite quarterback play. He was pretty much active and healthy for most of several of the past few seasons and hasn't sniffed a thousand yards. Josh Gordon will forever be that guy because the talent is there. The production. Of course. Been, that's a fair. It's he a broke fair the 14, 14 game season record with a bunch of crappy quarterbacks in Cleveland. Horrendous and very poor teammates around him. And we will always remember he is the definition of wasted potential. His it's photo would be in yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but for some weed, it's insane. To answer the to answer the Clyde Edwards-Alaire question, because I actually think there's a decent way to look at this. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna be starting against someone who runs a too high shell fantasy, um, fantasy friendly defensive system that fan that Fangio and Staley and all them run. Absolutely, Clyde is going to be your answer there because they're inviting the Chiefs to run um, all over the place. Well, they're playing, they're inviting right yards in that like playing that, a lot of nickel. They're playing a lot spot, of dime. Yeah. They've got two high safeties, yeah. and that box isn't going to be stacked a lot. So there's going to be a right, lot of accumulation right, 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 right. yards. And so if he's playing any of those guys, the new coordinator on the Packers comes from that system. The Rams obviously still run that system. A lot of that I would go. But if you're playing anyone that's going to play more of that traditional cover three system that we still see all over the nfl i would be out on clyde because he's only going to eat when you ask him to he's not a game-changing back three such defenses left on that schedule um so that's a very nice breakdown because of course broncos need to be played twice and chargers again chiefs in general tough one to figure out for me because I mean, Tyreek is who he is. Kelsey is who he is. Clyde Edwards Hilaire maybe is going to factor into this. I really feel like Pringle, Hardman, someone's going to come out of this and kind of be a midseason like waiver wire pickup that's really going to swing some leagues. And it might be Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, he was a really productive guy at LSU, but one of the things I actually heard 
on Good Morning Football this week, and I thought it was an astute point, was look at the talent that was around him at LSU at wide receiver. All time. The entire time he was there, playing with Joe Burrow at quarterback. Randy Moss's son at tight end, and Justin Jefferson in the slot, and Jamar Chase, and Lloyd Cushenberry, and yeah, it's easy to put up stats like that when you you know you're playing in that type of it's the Alabama argument, which it's it's not always fair, but I think so far we've kind of seen that when Clyde Edwards-Helaire has to be the guy, he's just kind of run of the mill. Yeah, it was a nice performance, but. I don't love his stock moving forward because I just I still just think Travis Kelsey is going to be Kansas City's first, second, and third option when it comes red zone time because he's just such a matchup nightmare. And at the end of the day, if you have a running back that's not consistently scoring touchdowns, unless he's one of those dudes that's just going to rack it up in PPR and get you 140 yards on the ground or something, I just don't see it consistently with him. And he'd make me really nervous, especially if I was really needing him to put up points as like a running back one, running back two. Now a flex option when you've got some guys on a bye week, maybe. Sure. But I I don't love it. Here's what I would say. If I had him on one of my teams, I would not sell now. I wouldn't yet. Um, And he would not be someone I would target to trade for either. Um, At least not a top three target to fit that. That void. Uh, let's hit another one. It's a big name. We, we've talked to him about him at least two of the first three weeks. Saquon Barkley, though. Close, narrow loss to the Atlanta Falcons. Does have one nice run. Anyone watching Red Zone? With Saquon, that's all we remember is the one nice run. We don't remember anything else, unfortunately. And uh, he got a touchdown. So fantasy-wise, he's going to look okay. But, uh, yeah. 21 points this week. Obviously, a step Phenomenal. in the right direction. Phenomenal. I think it helps that you do have the running component with Daniel Jones because I think you can do some RPO stuff that can potentially open it up for Saquon, especially if you do some, you know, get creative like like the Chiefs do with some pre-snap movement. Maybe you're out of the gun. You do something that's a play action. You swing them out to the outside. You've got, you know, some screen potential, some swing pass potential, but I just think we need a larger sample size with Saquon. I don't know if I would sell on him yet because you probably drafted him pretty highly. Oh, I know. But... I'd be nervous. I mean, I think there's reason for optimism, but it's it's cautious optimism at best. Yeah, I think this is the week you would want to sell, um, really try to milk those 21 points and just be like, he averaged 3.5 yards. Well, that's a great, I mean, like, that's a great counter. Like you, He averaged 3.5. This isn't sustainable. If yeah. you're in a dynasty league and you can still find any value out of that, this is the week to move him. Um, if you feel like you can still compete this year, don't do it, but if you're 0-3 or 1-2 and in your dynasty leagues, yeah, it's time to move. Sorry. It's sad, man. It's sad. It's a lot like Zeke Elliott. You know, it's just we might have seen the best of him at this point, especially coming off of that injury. He's not really on an offense that's going to open things up for him, unfortunately. And That I don't know, but I, I do think the, the book has closed on him being like a top five back this year. Oh, yeah. These I mean, aren't the yeah. circum. I mean, that's where he was being drafted. And that, it was you too, know, it was like, too I, soon. I, I, I know three weeks removed, it's like, ah, yeah, that but, you know. The yeah, weird thing is I think all, all of the criticisms, you know, all of the very fair reasons for skepticism of him, they all applied before the season. So, I mean, if you took him early, I feel bad for you, but you probably weren't paying attention quite as closely as you should have been yeah yeah that's a good point i know we have uh, some great questions i love to see the chat popping um first though 
DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in all the land. Obviously, they started off as a fantasy football company, but now they have developed the number one sportsbook in all the land. Use that code DMVR, and they will match your first deposit bonus up to $1,000. It's amazing stuff. New users, put $1 on any NFL market, win $150 back. That's the deal, right? It's a gorgeous deal. It's insane. It's insane. You can take advantage of all the kind of stuff we talk on, take advantage of those props, and what have you. I know that on last week, yesterday's tailgate, I uh, I did very well on the props, went over Kirk Cousins passing yards. Um, you like that? Yeah, I did. I did. That's the secondary you want to start the quarterback who's playing the Seahawks every single week. And just same as you want to start whatever quarterback's facing off against the Seahawks secondary every single week because Jamal Adams is trash. You also want to get in on the number one sportsbook in all the land, DraftKings. Get in on all their deals, all their amazing. Uh, it's just the best. Number one. Let's get that read up, uh, that that disclaimer, if you will. Must be 20 or on or older. Uh, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Shout out DraftKings. Oh, I was so close to hitting the same game parlay yesterday. Four of the five. Needed, needed more from Noah Fant, but that's how it goes. Very nice. Okay, let's hit up those two questions. Yep, so first coming in from Hank. I need to choose two. Pittman, Singletary, Javante, OBJ, and then I think this is a second list. Chenault, Ruggs, Sterling Shepard, Rondale. Um, Javante and Rondale. Yeah, that's the move. OBJ, you like his stock, but that Cleveland offense, I think, is going to be super run yeah, heavy down no, the stretch. No, 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 no. Felton's the guy to have in that. Mm-hmm. Deep leagues, Dominic Felton is your guy. I do think Rug stock is rising, though, because Oakland's finally, or Vegas, excuse me, has finally figured out he's faster than everybody on the field. Let's try and get him the ball in ways that are not just having him run in a straight line. But yeah, I'd go Rondale yeah. and I'd go, I'd go Javante because I think those are the guys moving forward that are in the best position to put up points, and I think their stock probably has the the highest ceiling moving forward. I am a big Sterling Shepard guy. I, He's I like been him. playing yeah. well. Uh, yeah, you're right. Rugs really stands out. Don't sleep on those Buffalo running backs either. Singletary's been doing well, but I would go. Quick note about Buffalo running Javante backs. Ruggs. Zach Moss uh, did not have a single red zone touch in week one. Since then, leads the league in red zone touches by running backs. They were trolling the first couple weeks in Buffalo. Like, this was the classic, like, oh, yeah, this is the real Josh Allen, and he's doing just fine. Okay. Josh Allen? Peyton Barber? Oh, 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 we have another one. Yep. Trade Trade for JT, Clyde Edwards-Alera, and T. Higgins, or Ayuk for CMC. Cup and Stafford, he really needs running backs. Okay. Who's JT? Jordan Taylor. Oh. Clyde Edwards Hilaire at Jonathan. Which one is it, Kale? Jonathan. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Uh, That's a thing I do. That's a fun bit. Uh, JT, CEH, T. Higgins, or Ayuk for C Mac. You get all three of those? And Stafford. (sighs) I mean, you can get all three of those guys for Ayuk, jump all over it. Yeah. 
That's no, a I think that's what a no brainer. Is CMC for Ayuk, Cup, and Stafford because the other guy really needs running backs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I mean, Stafford trade. might be a top three fantasy. Or wait, 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 wait. No, I think this is how we took it first. Okay. If that's if that's the case, that's highway robbery. But Take wait, that trade all day. It's JT, CH, and Higgins or Ayuk. Okay, so it's two young running backs. With one, yeah. one young receiver, receiver. alternate for C Mac Cup Stafford. Um, um, that's a no brainer in my mind. I'd to, give up either to, of those backs. To keep Cup, you want to be on the Cup Stafford side. Yeah, of right? course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're on the no, Cup I mean, Stafford if you can get CMC. out of it. That's just bonus money if right. he ends up being anything. Yeah, that's a no brainer. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's accepting I'd be that trade. I'd to give up either of those backs. Right, honestly, right, right. It, it does not matter. Taylor. But th- this is a time where you might get someone to still overpay on those young backs, and milk Ceh, milk Ceh, hundred yards. And then uh, Zach, we will talk about Mike Jasicki in just a second. Okay, great. Um, a few more quick buy or sells. Peyton Barber has over a hundred yards for the Raiders. You know, it's pending Josh Jacobs. Obviously, though, he has seemingly taken over as RB2 over there for Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I like his stock. I'd buy it moving forward, mostly just because I'm not sure what Jacobs' health status is going to be the next couple of weeks. He kind of feels like he's in that territory where they're like, oh, we hope he can play this week, but it's probably going to be more like a two or three week as they ease him back in. Just 27. So, Um, And then Kyle Juszczyk getting a touchdown. Of all the guys in San Francisco, he is the one dude who's produced in the last couple weeks in that backfield. I would stay put for Elijah Mitchell. That would be my I would advice. too. Although, I mean, if anybody's willing to lean on like a generational type halfback, fullback, whatever you want to label juice check as, it'd probably be Shanahan. And you could I do know, some really creative stuff and play out play action. It's I think he has happen. some value as a I know. I'm just saying. I think oh, he has some amazing. value as a receiver. Like he's thirty, I think he's thirty-one though. Like, wouldn't we have seen it by now if he was going to be a fantasy guy? I mean, look, they don't have running backs, so him getting those red zone touches. But you are so reliant on those. That's the thing is he's it's not a between the twenties type guy. You're you're just trying to bank on some red zone touches. Right, so it's right. he's more like a, a stash away desperation type play, but. There's some value there. I don't. I wouldn't want to lean on it. But and I only bring this up because we talked about him last show. James Robinson buy or sell. I think we can unanimously say it's time to buy, buy, buy. Maybe in a dynasty, right, Kale? You're a little more skeptical about James Robinson because of that ETN pick. But this year, come on, six of six of forty six, and then runs for over eighty and a tud to do that behind that line. I, I give the kid a lot of credit, man. He's, that, that's why I would be hesitant, though, is he might be well, is he able to sustain this with this line. Or well, and they, Do they believe in him, which they don't? Yeah, but he's like Urban Meyer. He's a prime trade target for me because he's going to put up fantasy points, even though they don't really believe him in, in him because they don't really have chances, oh, choices. By far, and man. the general football public still has no idea how good he is. If you're in a league with a bunch of diehards who listen to fantasy football podcasts, James Robinson isn't on the trade block. But in a lot of regular leagues, he probably is. He's a bad man, man. He seeks out contact and everything, too. Another one I have on this buy or sell list, Alexander Madison. Great game. Don't overread doing stuff against the Seahawks because, again, it's a no-brainer. 
to start your fantasy players against the Seahawks, same as it's a no-brainer to bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. Madison, though, has to be one of the most popular handcuffs, and it's already paying off. So that ship has sailed, unfortunately. I mean, they, they expect Alvin to be back next week. He was hoping to play this week. Madison's one of those great, like, if Cook's not going to be in the lineup, he's a great play because he kind of fills in seamlessly, and they really trust him in Minnesota. Right. But as right. long as Dalvin's the guy, he is that bell exactly. cow, and exactly. it's hard to really bank on consistent production. Give me that panic meter graphic that I love. Look at that. Um, man, that is phenomenal. And some some great players there. Let's get into this panic meter we go we start with the cardinals once again deandre hopkins you know christian kirk's making some plays aj green had a big game edmonds of course is also getting grabs his target share just not where it has been in years past they've just got a lot of weapons i mean it's really the first time in his career he's playing in an offense where it's not just him like yeah. he's not you know going to be the only guy getting 10 plus targets a game it's really good to see A.J. Green playing healthy football on a relevant team again. He's a guy that yeah, his entire yeah. career, I just felt like he was just in a better situation. He could have been one of the better receivers in the league. But oh, I know, generational. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm panicking, I guess, when I'm a DeAndre Hopkins owner because, again, he's probably a guy you took as your wide receiver one, yep. and he's not going to get the same amount of targets that he was in, in years past. Yeah, I'm full-blown in orange here. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury also doesn't play him outside of one side of the field it's been three years at this point we know what it is he's just he doesn't move hop around that's just not what he does yeah yeah um concerning i would say concerning um i'll throw you this one how about nick chubb now goodish game against the bears um does start the season with like two rushing touchdowns. He's consistently getting out produced by Kareem Hunt and just not generating those same yards per carry. Now, plays in the AFC North. We know November, December, you're going to be in Cleveland, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. You're going to want to run the ball a lot. So maybe the Chubster begins to be relied on a little more. It is concerning. I mean, they've gone against the Falcons, the Chiefs, and the Texans, and he's not exactly tearing it up against three defenses that are not going to be in the top 15. I'm a little concerned, especially because what Kareem Hunt brings Cleveland in the passing game, I just think he offers more versatility. I mean, you drafted him thinking Chubb could potentially be the RB1 in all of fantasy football. Right now, he's not the RB1 in his own backfield. I'd say I'm I'm a yellow. I'm... I'm starting to panic a little bit. I'm with you. I still like his potential moving forward. I I like that you brought up. They are going to run the ball a lot, especially as it gets cold. But it's something to keep an eye on. And if Kareem continues to get significantly more touches, I'd maybe try and sell him while you still can get relatively good value for him. Right. Yep. I agree. Maybe maybe even get a little creative. Try that straight-up swap. Oh, yeah. Especially if you you could – Go get like a top five tight end. If you could get, you know, a wide receiver that's really going to produce for you, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of flexibility you have with a guy like Chubb. Who again, I still think he's when it's all said and done, probably a top ten fantasy running back. Right, right. But he's not going to be the top three or four guy that you hoped when you drafted him. Yeah. Um, 
How about Hollywood Brown? Now, obviously, at best, this is a wide receiver three flex candidate for you. But this would have been one of those weeks where he might have said, okay, the lowly Lions, he's going to play them. Let's send it. And he dropped three touchdowns, man. And if you, if you had Baltimore red. big, you're, you're pissed. But, I mean, yikes. Yeah, I'm red. I mean, he had drop issues in college. Like, this is not. Yeah. This is nothing new with him. He's one of the most electric athletes on the field. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's actually a good wide receiver, though. Or f- football player. Yeah. Which is 155 yeah. pounds. Like, he just isn't. Um, but, you know, that's the thing about these feast or famine guys. He's going to have a couple of big weeks because it's just well, he's I know, that type of player. This was one of those. It should have been. This was one of those. He should have. This should have been your three-touchdown game. And I, I feel so horrible for, like, that dude in a 14-team league who, who took this risk knowing full well, like, he's feast or famine, starts him on the right game, and that guy drops three tuds, man. Devastating. Devastating. The law of averages would say it's should even out and he'll have a good game to kind of help it. But yeah, I'm, I'm full on red panic when it comes to Hollywood Brown. And that's just not a passing offense that I'd feel that great about based on what we've seen over these last couple of weeks. Cause we know they're going to stack, they're going to stack the box yep. and Lamar just, I, I think his, the people that say, you know, Lamar's not a pocket passer. I think he's a better thrower of the football than a lot of people give him credit for, but for sure. he isn't a guy that you want, you know, in the pocket having to make like a bunch of reads and I just Yeah. I don't like their passing offense. Right. Um I know we have a lot of uh everyone in fantasy is dealing with injury concerns, so any questions have them come our way. Kale, do you want to touch on some injury strategies or should we? Yeah, I'll go quick through them because I know we're running low on time. Yeah, yeah, because the um, panic meter stuff, I hit the big ones. Yeah, we hit on. the big ones. Um, a lot of injury stuff. I think we need to evaluate this based on what type of league you're in. If you're 1-2 and mm-hmm. two and you're 0-3 in a dynasty or a keeper league, it's kind of time to start thinking about next season. Yeah, the math yeah. doesn't help you. So Time to load up on picks in a dynasty. Time to load up on picks. If you're in a keeper league, this might be the time where you try and move some of your older players that are still going to be fantasy relevant. Maybe even a Derrick Henry if you have him on your team, but you're one and two. Um, trying to move him for a young guy that's going to be a good keeper value in the next year or dynasty value moving forward. If you can trade a Derrick Henry for, I don't know, someone that's some elite receiver like a Devonta Smith or something, it's probably your last year of bang banging production out of Derrick Henry, that type of thing. The other thing I want to talk about is if you are crazy injured, where you can go. To answer your question, Mike, on Mike Jasicki, Mike Jasicki is still available in a lot of leagues. And if not, he's probably pretty cheap trade value-wise. You can get him for probably a good backup running back. And if you need a starting caliber tight end, he's going to put up, I think, a floor of seven or eight points every week. And Second for a most tight end... by any tight ends in the NFL this week with like 18 on ESPN. That's crazy. So Mike Jasicki's a great option there. I also... Um, okay, Henry asking, cut Rondale or Pittman for Patrick? Uh, Pittman, don't cut Rondale more. That would be really stupid. Pittman's kind of becoming their main guy too, though. But I, I do think I'd Patrick's prefer Patrick. Value's so high right oh, now, 100%. especially with no KJ. Like he was getting touches anyways, but he's legitimately Denver's 
wide receiver 1A at this point. Like he's they right, trust him. Right. He's going to get chances to stretch the field. And he gets red zone looks, which is the most valuable thing right. in fantasy football. I mean, he's already got two touchdowns. I yeah, I I'd, I'd probably go Rondale's upside is just so crazy high in that Cardinals offense. Yeah. Um yeah. streaming defenses, this is a thing that people should be doing every year anyway unless you have one of the three or four best defenses in football. Yep. But I if you the football team and they're screwing me. So Exactly. Can we go so, back to that because on our first preview show, I mentioned <laughs> the fact that Washington really feasted against some bad offenses last year. They they the pumpkin is it's a the carrot just turned back to a pumpkin in, in DC a little oh, bit. Oh, like in, instantly. So that's a really good option for navigating some injuries. And then there's just a lot of guys who you can have on the trade value for kind of cheap right now if you're paying attention. There's a lot of wide receiver twos. T. Higgins mm-hmm. and Brandon Ayuk are both mm-hmm. guys that are putting up numbers now that they're actually integrated into those offenses. T. Higgins is the number one wide receiver in that offense. People fantasy-wise are not treating him that way. Right. I don't know why. But it's the Jamar Chase hype. Exactly. It's hype. But T. Higgins is the number one wide receiver in that offense. He's going to get the targets, and if he doesn't have a 100-yard game, he's pretty much going to have five or six catches every week. He's going to get some touchdowns in there, and he's not super expensive right now. In a league that's probably ravished at running, in most of your leagues, which if you're in at least right. eight-person right. leagues, you're probably ravished at running back. Yeah. If you have a running back to move, you have an RB3 that you're using in a flex spot right now, move him for an elite wide receiver. That's how you survive injuries. There you go. That's how you, you kind of make some mar- – you, you build some margins, and then you utilize those margins you've built to flip them into something you actually use. That is very valuable. I don't feel we need to say anything after that. Tune in next Monday. Thank you all for coming far and wide. I love seeing the chat uh, that active. Thank you to producer Kale, my main man, Justin Michael. I'm Andre Simone. Best of luck in your matchups going into week four. We will be back Monday night.